We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Hello and welcome in to today's, this week's episode of 21 Questions with our good friends at Macadoodles. Macadoodles does a whole lot of stuff for us and they do a whole lot of stuff for you too if you go check them out on 291 south of 51 Highway. Man, great spot at Macadoodles and I'm here with a great guy in BJ Kissel. BJ, how are you doing this week? Uh, it's been a crazy, crazy week. Uh, good Thanksgiving. Hope everybody listening uh, or watching the video had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, weather wasn't bad, uh, here in Kansas city and got to sit around and watch a lot of football, spend time with the kiddos, take a little bit of a break, uh, from work as least as much as you and I can. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, no, excited for some football on uh, Saturday, watch a little KUK state, excited to go to Manhattan and, uh, and be there for that one, have a little tailgate party with, uh, KCS and holiday distillery. So it should be a good time. Should be a great time. Uh, lots of sports going on this weekend. Uh, World Cup. You've got uh, Mizzou playing on Black Friday. Uh, played on Black Friday. You got obviously K State, KU. Um, you've got all kinds of college football, NFL football. Just a great weekend in sports all around. Um, and we are here. If you don't know the premise of the show, I think the title might have gave it away. Uh, but twenty one <laughs> questions. We like to answer the questions from the KCSN uh, Discord and. Those are paid subscribers to the KCS and Daily Substack for $30 a year. You can get over 300 issues into your inbox, and it's simple as that. And you get a chance to win two free tickets to each Chiefs home game. Uh, did I miss anything, BJ? There's a lot of stuff you can get with the with the KCS and Daily uh, Substack subscription. It seems like we just keep adding things to it, too. Yeah, I always focus on the content just because I think it's even more than that now that we got Charles. And granted, you can you can get a free subscription too. Um, so a lot of the the stuff behind the paywall for the thirty dollars stuff that's not available to everybody is kind of the more in depth stuff, the film studies, the stuff that you know everybody's spending a lot more time on. Uh, but you can be a free subscriber, get Charles Goldman's email, like all together. Um, it's like over five or six hundred newsletters at this point. About two hundred and fifty yeah. to three hundred of those are going to be um, the analysis pieces. 
um, that we put out. So yeah, I, the, the free tickets are good. I always forget about the discord. Um, I don't spend as much time mm-hmm. in there as I should, uh, but it's nice giant troll free chat room, hang out with other chiefs fans and kind of built a little community in there. It's pretty cool. It's true. It's uh, people really like the game days uh, part of it. I'm not in there as much on game days. I usually am on the other six days of the week, but um, that's what people like it for. We have a 21 questions channel and that's where these questions are coming from. We ask people to ask us questions and they put them in there. Uh, this first one is from Grayson Jasper. He put this in right after the Chiefs game got done. Um, and, and I think this question is interesting. He says, do you think Staley put together his best game plan again? Compared to the narratives that's, that's been around for some of the decisions that he's made in the past, especially with fourth downs, when to go for field goal, when to go for it on fourth down and all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I don't think there's anything egregious that he did and the game was close. They were really banged up. So I thought from a Chargers perspective, it's going to be really frustrating <laughs> to feel like you played a couple of really good games against against the Chiefs and not able to, to come out wins with either one of them. Uh, but you know, I couldn't. I wouldn't put this one on Brandon Staley. I mean, Mike Williams getting banged up and along that the catch along the sideline that seemed to kind of tweak uh, the ankle injury he had been dealing with. There's nothing he can do about that. Um, you know, the, the like, like we said, the injuries along the front, uh, defensive front, their defensive line. Um, we knew they were banged up. That's why we were talking about Isaiah Pacheco having a big game all week leading into that. Um, and he did. He went over 400 yards. So uh, I don't think there's a whole lot more that Brandon Staley could have done differently besides just hiring a new medical staff before the season started. Yeah, I, there's nothing off the top of my head either, that I, especially in that second game that I think, oh, the Chargers should have definitely done this differently coaching-wise um, or clock management even. I think Chris Jones brought up when he was on the post-game show that like they left too much time for Patrick Mahomes, but like a minute 42 is like not enough time for a lot of other quarterbacks. So it's like... I. I guess you could say they should have maybe ran the ball a little bit more, but then what happens if they fumble or they'll get in the end zone and then it's- or they don't get there. And then people are criticizing right. that move. Yes. So yeah, at the end of the day, like they, they took a lead and they couldn't hold on to it because Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. Yeah, it was a very, it was a, it was a very Patrick Mahomes game. Uh, it's hard not to talk about that game so much. I talked about that with Joshua Briscoe on, on Thursday's KCS and update. Just like, man, it's hard not to keep talking about that game. But here's the, another question from Julian K. Karloftis, Stan. Um, this might be your burner, BJ. Uh, between eBay, EB and Tobe, which coordinator would you prefer to see back with the Chiefs next season if you only had to pick one? Oh, man. Um, I like both those dudes. Yeah. I'd probably say Tobe just because special teams is its own thing. You have to know the entire roster. You have to know how to stand up for your guys. Uh, when it comes down to roster cut downs, you have to work with both the offensive staff and the defensive staff. And we haven't seen turnover at that position compared to what we've seen on the offensive side. Uh, we've had multiple court offensive coordinators that have come through and moved on. And you've got Matt Nagy here. Um, not that EB doesn't deserve to be here, but at this point, EB, there's been so much said about him um, from so-called sources and people that seem to always know what's going on inside an organization that doesn't tell anybody anything, <laughs> even when you work there. Um, and so I, I would like to see EB kind of get a fresh start somewhere else and kind of get whenever things going right. Andy Reid gets all the credit when anything goes wrong, they start questioning. Well, it looks like EB was calling the plays and all that crap comes out because they don't understand the process of how it works, even though, Almost every media outlet has covered it numerous times on how that process works. Uh, he relays the call. So it's always going to look like he's p- making the play call when Andy Reid's the one actually pl- calling the play. So I would like to see EB get a fresh start if I had to choose between those two. And I just think that Dave Tobe's role would be more difficult to replace. So there'd be more work in kind of getting a new face and a new communication structure for someone that might not, you know, 
know how that whole deal works, even if they brought up, you know, an assistant, a guy that's been on his staff. Um, yeah. Plus those young guys, he's got a lot of young guys working, <laughs> playing on the, on special teams. He's got to continue developing those guys and have them make some better decisions. Both of these guys, I think, should be head coaches. Eventually, it could be one of those things. I know that was brought up uh, when Jeff Saturday was named the head coach of the uh, the Colts interim head coach, I should say. Um, Dave Toba's name was brought up even before EB's, I believe, uh, especially by, by some um, national media people. Bubba Ventrone in that Colts organization, mm-hmm. they thought that he was going to get promoted because he he had some rumblings around the offseason about him being a, a head coach. But I would like to see him with you, BJ. I think I'm on the same page there about um, – I'd like to see EB not be back, but be in charge of another a team. I think that's kind of what I would yeah. what I would rather see because you know you mentioned Matt Nagy's in the building now too, so he's the quarterbacks coach, and it's, there's a natural there's already a, a fill in right there, right? There's already a replacement in house that you could easily easily see easily be named, but that's nothing against EB. I just want to see him and do it out there and, and coaching a team. And I want to see him get paid. Like all those guys that get yeah. that position, they go get the head coaching job. Like with Matt Nagy, like he went to Chicago, it didn't work out, but he got some money and he got a lot more money in his pocket. Coordinators don't make uh, anything close to what head coaches make. So EB's bought his time. He's earned the right uh, to go lead a franchise, get his opportunity to try. And if it doesn't work, I'll go back and be an offensive coordinator uh, or on an offensive staff somewhere. And so I, on the personal side, just being around these guys before, not that we're friends or we stay in touch or we talk and all that kind of stuff, but I respect the work that he's in. He was always cool to me. And you want those guys, just like all the guys before him uh, to get an opportunity, get paid and go somewhere and, and, you know, give it his shot. So even if it's not here uh, in Kansas city, or excuse me, even if it's not like at the NFL level, maybe going to the college level, if that's yeah. what he wants to do, whatever it is, it just feels like he's kind of had his time to go be that dude. And for whatever reason, hasn't worked out for him and everybody's got an opinion on it, but hopefully it happens for him soon because I think he's earned it and he deserves that shot. Here's a pretty topical uh, question from Cigarette and Fresca. Um, is <laughs> what name. A name. I know. That's a good one. Uh, which is worse, footballers flopping than faking an injury and the offender whining about the call or wide receivers flopping and making the flag-throwing motion and whining for a call? Um, with the World Cup going on, it, there's a lot of flopping going on. It's been a big topic. Of I can't handle discussion. it. Um, I, I want to like soccer so much more than I do. I can't. I I just you can't. I can't. You can't convince me yeah. uh, that that part of the game can't just be completely taken out and fixed uh, in some kind of way. Uh, I don't know what that answer is. I'm sure people have talked about it. Uh, I'm sure you know soccer, football people. By the way, the David Beckham Peyton Manning commercials hilarious. <laughs> Like I absolutely love that seven minute long uh, commercial, uh, uh-huh. but the wide receivers don't flag. That doesn't really bother me. It doesn't last that long. It doesn't really stall the game out. It happens in soccer, especially you get lit, late in the games or late in halves and they start stalling to waste time. It's just, mm-hmm. come on. They're trying to their- yellow card or something. They're trying their best to take the time wasting out of the game. Um, and, and to, you know, cause you'll have, especially when a team's up in the second half, you'll see them like, walk to go get the ball or you'll see him toss the ball over across like don't give it to somebody just like place it down it's it's it is a problem i think uh and what people like about soccer is like two hours in and out you're done um but you're seeing a lot of times with like these extra times being a little bit more than that but that's why i like women's soccer women's soccer they don't flop or flail around they get right back up and they are aggressive and it's like it's it's a lot more physical than men's soccer is, and I really enjoy going to the current games, watching women's soccer because yeah. they 
they get after it and then they'll just get up. It's the best part. <laughs> now you say that I realize we, I mean, we have season tickets uh, yeah. at KC sports, Network to the current games and went to a handful of games. And now that you say that, I don't even, yeah, you don't see that. I would have like, didn't think about it during the game because it was just nice and everything was going. And now you watch these men's. I just, yeah, cut it out. The only time that it's it similar is. in a football game is if there's like, you know, 15 seconds left at the end of the game or end of a half. There's no timeouts left. The defender kind of lays on him and He's... gets all lazy. <laughs> the only time you see anything like that happening. Uh, but yeah, they got to figure out a way to incentivize. Not, in- I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but fix that issue. Yeah. Soccer or yeah. football. They're, they're, they're running that big campaign of like, is it soccer or is it football? And I think the winner of this England-US game is going to decide it uh, for the whole world. So um, <laughs> here's one from uh, Jay the Fan. If you each had a touchdown celebration for a game winner, what are you breaking out in the end zone? Well, obviously we have to include the entire like team. Yeah, Like bring them all over. I kind of like the pictures. I kind of like the pictures nice. one where... You get like a you know a pick six something like that like you get the entire team like I'm talking like everyone on the sideline running over there to snap a photo because when are you going to get a full stadium full team shot like yeah. you don't get photos like that because when you take photos before the game the stands aren't full so that's why those photos always look so sweet when you get like the whole wide receiver like people come off the side so I probably do something like that get the whole squad over uh, and take a picture with everybody in a full arrowhead that'd be dope. Those are really cool. Um, I like, I don't know if you've seen what the Vikings have done where they will get like, uh, like they'll have like an interception, right? But then everyone's like doing their own celebration in like the team, like the team runs down to the end zone, but then everyone's doing their own celebration. I remember one against the Dolphins was like, people were doing like uh, the, the waddle, like the <laughs> Vikings players were like doing the waddle in the end zone. And it's just, there's just a lot going on, uh, hitting gritties, everything like that. But uh, no, I think that that for the team one, you got to do the bowling. Got to pull out the bowling ball. I think with yeah. the, uh, that's a good one. The um, duck duck goose was always a good one too. Ooh. I thought just because like whenever grown men are playing like you know playing a kid's game, you know, play football. Like you're playing a game anyway. Uh, right. But playing like a like a little kid's game, like I think it plays well. It's a good one. And I thought for like solo, you know, when you spin the ball and act like it's a little fire, you know, warm your hands by it. That's a, that's a good solo one. That was one of my yeah. favorites. Um, Chad Ochocinco was always good at the one. He was, he did that way too soon. Yeah, he was getting penalized all the time for that <laughs> stuff, but he was way ahead of his time when it came I mean, to the celebrations. Was it T.O. who had like the Sharpie, got it out, signed the ball and like threw it into the stands? Like that's pretty good yeah. too. Because as soon as you sign that ball, like NFL can't use it. <laughs> like right. It's not going back in the game. He did the popcorn on that was a Thanksgiving Day game mm. where he had the popcorn and he dumped it all the whole bucket in his face. That was a good one. I like the Cowboys doing the Salvation Army, like nice publicity for the Salvation Army. They did the whack a mole uh, yesterday during that game, so that was pretty good too. Yeah, uh, dude. I Thanksgiving football. I wish the 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 Lions would have held on to that game just because I want to see the Lions mm. win on Thanksgiving maybe once in my lifetime, but, um, but uh, yeah. it would have also been really nice for the chiefs if they would have uh, hung on to that one. You could see Josh Allen's when they showed that slow-mo of him and Diggs like dabbing each other up after the game that he was just like, Oh, fuck. thank you. Yeah. And you look at their schedule. Like it doesn't get any easier. Now they got the Von Miller injury. Like it, yeah. their next like four games, I think they have like three straight games against the, it's like the page. Uh, this might be out of order, but it's like the Patriots, the dolphins and the jets. And then it's like Cincy, yeah. 
and then somebody and then like the Patriots again. Like Buffalo has got a tough schedule. Their uh, division ended up being a little bit tougher than I think everyone thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. From from top to bottom, the Jets all of a sudden looking decent. Now they benched. Uh, um, I can't even think of his name. Zach, Zach Wilson, Wilson for Mike White. Um, but yeah, so that friend that of KCSN, Eric Galco's guy. Yeah, listen, Eric Mike Galco's White, a big Mike White guy. Mike White's a winner. That's what that's what you like about him. And I think Taylor. So this movie made me think of this. Taylor Heineke got named the starter, even though Carson Wentz is healthy. And they asked Ron Rivera, you know, why is Taylor Heineke the starter? And he just said, winning. Like, that's why he's going to be the starter. And listen, you can win football games. That'll make you a starter in this league. All right. Here we go. Another question from Grayson Jaspers. Not trying to jump the gun, but what would trade value, what trade value will Clyde Edwards Hilaire have this coming off season? I don't think much. I, it's running backs in general. Um, I don't know what his contract situation would be. I'm sure it's a few million dollars, a former first round pick uh, more than, you know, a late round pick would get you. Um, and so it, it'd be different if, and I like Clyde as a player, but there's no doubt that Isaiah Pacheco is more explosive uh, in that way. And that I feel like if you're looking for trade value, if teams are going to trade for a running back, you need that home run type threat, that home run type speed that can kind of change things for you. And so I'd be surprised if there would be oh, much of a market, if any, uh, for teams to give up assets for a one year rental um, of running back. So I'd be really surprised if the Chiefs were able to trade him. I was trying to think of what some of the trades recently, I think the Jets got, um, James Robinson for a sixth. Yeah. Um, I think that was his name. James Robinson. Um, Naheem does, Hines. Like, yeah. I mean. Went, but. Nothing yeah, that's. Gadget. Not a gadget. I shouldn't say that. He's a package play. He's a third down running back. Um, you have a very specific role for him. Whereas Clyde is more of a. Not a third down. Like he's a first, second down. Like he's a guy that you want to lean on. But yeah, he just hadn't shown enough for a team to give up resources. Teams don't like to give up resources anyway. And then when you talk about running back, uh, just makes it even more tricky to try to get something like that done. For sure. And what I think is really interesting about Clyde too, 13 games in his rookie year played 10 games last season is going to be uh, absent for at least four more games this year. Um, so I, he's not necessarily injury prone, right? But he's, he's missed time. He's missed some games. Uh, one of my favorite stats is running backs miss an average of. I, I'm, I'm curious to how how long how much this has grown since I last saw this stat at the beginning of the year of like running backs miss an average of two and a half games a year because it feels like running yeah. backs have missed a ton of time this year, especially this year. There's been a lot of injuries. Um, I know people were even talking about the Von Miller injury it being turf related too. Um, so there's yeah. a lot of a lot of things going on um, in terms of that. I'll have to do more research into into that because I am interested to see what uh, that is, but. Yeah, Clyde, a uh, cap hit next year is $3 million, um, just over $3 million, 3.4. Um, so I don't know if he can really garner a whole lot when it comes to uh, trade value. It, not as much as Chiefs fans want. I'll say that. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, I'd, I'd be surprised point. if he got traded, but we can go back to this episode and Clint somebody does. can tag freezing cold takes. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, very, I'd, be, I'd be very, very, very surprised if Clyde Edwards got traded. I guess I understand trying to get something for yeah. him before, like, you have to go to, like, free agency, right? But, I mean, I don't... I'm, yeah, I think we can move on to this one. Tra Clyde Edwards is not getting traded. He's not. 
before we hit any other questions, uh, let me take a break and tell you about our friends at DraftKings. Hey, folks, sorry to interrupt, but I've got to tell you about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And it's my go-to place when I'm betting NFL this holiday season. They've got the same game parlays that give you incredible payouts. They have uh, player prop options that I love to dabble in, in, in same game parlay, those yardages. The alternate lines are fantastic. And right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger boost you get, and the bigger and your shot to win big just increases. It's incredible. I love doing the same game parlays. I do it on Sundays. I go to the alternate lines, stack up a bunch of small little bets to see if I can win big. It's a little my lottery ticket. Place a $1 bet on it, get a little lottery ticket. I like it. That's what I like to do. The app is wonderful. Great user experience. And so here's what you got to do. You got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code KCSN to place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. Now, let's get back to the show. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, me. Um, all right, uh, BJ, I got a good question for you here from No Chicken tonight. It's a fun one. Um, is there a better comp out there for BJ and Tucker than Burns and Smithers on The Simpsons? That would be a question for everyone else to tell us. Probably not a <laughs> question true. for us to answer. And for the record, I don't know what these questions are. So I, <laughs> these are being surprised on to me as we do this show. But uh, But yeah. Oh, let us know, you know, let us know on social media or let us know if you're watching on YouTube. Let us know in the YouTube comments what you think. Um, but I do. I do talk to you a lot throughout the day. Yeah, I we converse often. 
I will say that this question or this, uh, yeah, I guess this question was submitted before we said that we were going to be answering questions together. So um, that okay. was a little bit of like a fortune ball emoji um, type of, of question. So, yeah, uh, we get to do a normal outside the trenches this week because Nick is out and about. It was Thanksgiving and I was going right. to talk to Sherm anyway. So we just made that outside the trenches. And so it's good to, to chat with you on record. Yeah. just oh, via group dm text talking on the phone or slack a lot of different several ways several different forms of communication at kc sports network but uh all right here we go got another one from lee 87 is it possible for the chiefs to loan out mike quote herbert is my safe space dana uh, to whatever team is playing the chargers that week mike Dana has been playing very well this season uh, on the inside and the outside, Andy's been playing very well against the Chargers, which is incredibly huge. Um, I think that's kind of been the big – it's been the big lift that the Chiefs' defensive line needed, right? They didn't go out and make a, a big move. I mean, they got Carlos Dunlap in the in the preseason, but that wasn't like a huge splash move at defensive end. So they're really needing someone like a Mike Dana to step yeah. up and play really well. And obviously – hat tip to Brett Veach and the Chiefs development staff and the Chiefs staff as a whole for seeing that and saying, yeah, we probably don't need to go out and mortgage our future for a guy who's a little bit older because we got Mike Dana right here who we think is going to play really well. Yeah, development, I mean, it matters. And us on the outside, we always forget about the guys that are currently on the roster and just trying to say, hey, if this guy gets a little yeah. bit better, he could solve a problem for us rather than always thinking that the highlight of the college kid we watch, you know, gets drafted in the fifth round, that he's going to take that, play that he made in college and just do that at the NFL level. It doesn't work like that. Uh, the other guys are getting paid too uh, right. at this level. So um, yeah, I think guys like Mike Dana and you see it, you know, we've seen it all over the field uh, with young players who are stepping up. A lot of times this year it's been rookies, but over the years you always have those guys that in their second, third year, they make those jumps and they, they start playing and start contributing a lot more. And it's exactly what you need from them. We've just seen over the last few years, some guys have stepped right in and played really well. We've seen Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and, Legarius Sneed is one of those players who's gotten better every single year since he's gotten drafted. So, yeah, I think the more Mike Dana's you have on your roster, guys that are on rookie deals that are later round picks, uh, stepping up and playing, that's when like championship teams become like championship teams and you don't have to go pay in free agency or just put out a guy who's not developing kind of like the team that we're going to watch on Sunday. What happens if you don't have a lot of young guys that you can develop because you gave up all your draft picks to go win a Super Bowl? Um, it's kind of the other side of, you know, a way to build a football team or a way to build a, a championship football team. I like the way the Chiefs have done it, especially since it's worked out and they've hit on a lot of their draft picks over the last two years. That has definitely helped. Um, Tristan Horton, another guy on that defensive line that was playing really well mm -hmm. before he got an injury. Yeah. I mean, so they've had a lot of these. They've had a lot of these guys step up, and it's been it's been very big uh, for the defensive line. I think even preseason, we said that like, okay, if they're not going to go get somebody, they probably know something we don't know, and they're probably going to need some guys to step up. So excited to see that from the Chiefs defensive line. Uh, this question is from <laughs> Karender. Uh, he said, "What was your antiacid flavor of choice yesterday for Thanksgiving?" Take any antiacid, just deal with it. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever, I've very... never taken an antiacid in my life. No Tums or anything like that. No. Never had a Tums. 
it's dangerous for Tums for me because they taste like candy. And like, I just want to eat them because I think they taste like candy. But I'm like, if I eat too many of these, it's like, I can go to the hospital. Um, and it's like, they're like nice and chalky. I don't know why. I really like them. So like, I have the, like, I think it's the tropical berry is what I said. It's tropical smoothie or something like that. Uh, the Tums that I have and that I <laughs> ate yesterday. Yeah. Del- delicate tummy. I t- delicate I, fingers. And delicate finger. Here's the delicate flower. I really am. I really am. Uh, this one's from Mike. No one Denny. Uh, hey guys, long time listener. First time caller is Ken Swanson's hair truly as beautiful as it looks or does the camera add volume? Kent reminds me of a guy that I went to school with in college that I think he made it. He makes it spend like he makes it look like he didn't spend a lot of time on his hair, but he did. So like I Kent's hair is pretty, pretty solid. But sometimes it's just like, I think he spent a lot of time to make it look like he didn't spend much time. Um, it's a very specific look I think he's going for. He's got it. Call him Hollywood for a reason. Yeah. Tweets making it on, you know, the morning shows that people watch. You got. Uh, <laughs> I love that he said it to all of us. Like, hey, do you guys see this? <laughs> you made sure that we were aware. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got it. Yeah, I hadn't no, seen it. See so I didn't see it until I saw in the group DMs. But it's like, hey, that's cool. It was cool. Why it was you, very cool. Why do you uh, steal that tweet great. from somebody else? I know. Be a lot better Just if he came up with it himself. Um, all right. Here's one from Carinder again. This is um, a football question. We're going to get back to football questions here. Um, YouTube comment will be happy. Yes, they'll be stoked about this. Um, he says, I would bet Andy holds Juju out on Sunday. Thoughts? Now, this one can't. This question was before uh, Andy Reid said Juju Smith-Schuster. It's planning on playing. Um, so BJ, I'm curious on your thoughts on that process of should they hold be should they hold Juju out a little bit more or should they should they play him? I think it, you leave it up to medical style. It's a hard thing for any of us on the outside to answer with any kind of if you're trying to be serious about like, do you think he should play? Like I trust them. I would have I would said last week going in that game, he should not play in that game. I don't care if he cleared concussion protocol, you go that fencing position, like you take right. at least a week off after that trust the the medical staff to make that decision trust the player as much as you can players want to play you got to protect them from themselves a little bit but um you know after a week all the the information especially as heightened as everything is with the nfl and and all of that not that it's ever going to be perfect not that there's not you know people involved so there's going to be mistakes anytime it's you know people are involved but um I am not surprised he's playing this week. I'd be a little surprised if he was like held back at all. Cause once you're cleared and they say you're healthy, especially for something like that, then you're cleared and healthy and ready to go. But um, definitely something to be really scary if anything else like that happened. But at this point I trust, you know, the chief's medical staff to, to make the right decision for the player. Yeah, I think so too. I think sometimes uh, some people were looking at it like the Rams being so depleted, like, well, it's no reason to kind of put them out there and risk it, which I understand that. I believe the Bengals is the Bengals next week. Is that the game? Uh, they've come up next week and it's kind of a big game for them. Listen, it's going to be hard to tell these guys not to play if they're medically cleared, right? If you're, if you get medically cleared, you can't be go up to like Juju and be like, Hey, you know, I don't think we're, you're going to be a healthy scratch. As we know, no one loves to be a healthy scratch in this league, especially they want to play. So um, I think that as long as he's healthy, it's good, good for him to play. I think. And I, I at one point I knew the different, 
brought like steps along the concussion protocol, but it's not just, do you wake up? Do you have a headache today? Like they put them through a workout and then ask him like, then yeah. they go through all the stuff again. And then they put them through a little bit more of a workout. And so for him to get medically cleared after that, like he has gone through a bunch of workouts. He's his body's responded. Well, the next day his body responded. Well, there's never been anything like lingering. Hey, you worked out really hard. You kind of feel a little off the next day. Those are the kinds of things that would put you back into it or the player, the, the medical staff would have to be open and honest about that stuff. So uh, I feel like the player's ready to go at this point. And again, you just trust them. And I don't know if, you know, going up against the opponent is going to make a difference. We saw earlier in the year, if you try to take anybody lightly, uh, you're going to jump up and get bitten by a team like the Colts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be all right. I think so too. Uh, we're going to move on to the next question here. Another question about the running back room. This one's from Casey Christ. How pumped are you to see Rojo finally get some touches in a Chiefs uniform? I don't know, Rojo. I know his situation. He was unhappy about not getting playing time. I'm excited to see a very motivated player. I think it, yeah. it's itself out very well if you're Andy Reid, uh, Eric Bieniemy, Matt Nagy, the Chiefs offense in general, that uh, he is going to go out there and want to prove not just he can play at this level and the guys all just have that kind of fire beneath them, but uh, there's going to be a little something extra. Uh, he's going to he's going to he is a very motivated guy to go out there and show what he can do at a time where Clyde you know, is going to get the next you know four weeks to, to kind of get his body right. Uh, Rojo goes out there and plays well and everyone says, hey, we don't need Clyde. Clyde goes out there and he's got that chip on his shoulder. So uh, in that regard, it's uh, it's plenty. It look it's setting itself up, setting itself up well. Uh, but I don't think you cannot not be excited um, because we've seen Rojo. I mean, two years ago, at almost a thousand yards. He's not that far removed from being a very, very good football player. So we'll see what he's got. This is what he's wanted. This is what he was putting out on social media. And he kind of put that, I want to say target on his back, but he kind of put that light to shine on himself to show that when you get your opportunity, what are you going to do with it? And I think it's set up well for, for Clyde. Uh, excuse me for Rojo, and I think it's set up well for the Chiefs. He's gonna be. You got to know that he's gonna be auditioning for thirty-one other teams, basically, too. With yeah. with this little that he's gonna get this little time here. Um, I'm really interested to see how they're going to use him. I know that him and Clyde have some similar skill sets, but Rojo's not like a run blocking running back. Like he he's not about that. Um, so I I think how they use him in the offense is going to be interesting to me. I still think that on third down, you're going to get Jarek McKinnon in there. Yeah. That's going to, that's a, that's a given at this point. I think you're going to, you're still going to see uh, a lot of Isaiah Pacheco. He had, what was it? 16, 17 carries in back-to-back -back weeks. Um, and, and so he's been getting a lot of the workload. Maybe they can lighten the workload a little bit. I know uh, you talked about with Trevor Sikama about how good that Rams running defense is. Uh, that no. Rams front is very good at stopping the run. So they just lost a big piece. Yeah. Ashawn Robinson's done for the year with the torn meniscus, and he was one of their dudes up front. I mean, that's what he was about at Alabama. Uh, but they still have Aaron Donald, Greg Gaines, uh, probably not very underrated defensive lineman um, that they like. He's a very good run stopper. Um, he's a dude up front, but Ashawn Robinson being done for them and getting hurt last week and now being done for the year is a huge blow to that defense. But again, I mean, just like they're looking at us saying they got these, this guy injured, that guy injured. I mean, you got a Ronald Jones coming off your bench that hadn't played all year. Uh, that's a pretty good player <laughs> just to, to roll out there and be like, Oh, I guess we'll throw this guy out there. Um, it's pretty good. So I'm excited to see what he can do. And, you know, 
after having some success last week in the running game, hopefully they lean on it a little bit uh, more this week, but, you know, talk to Brett Coleman, talk to Trevor. I mean, they play a lot of deep coverages. They play a lot of cover four. Um, maybe go into some two man stuff. There's an opportunity to run the football just based on what they like to do defensively. Um, yeah. And so it's not like they're not going to run on a light box just because they're good at stopping it. I mean, at some point you have to execute what you're trying to do. So um, I'm excited to see Rojo get some carries though. He, I think it's going to look similar to what we see with Isaiah Pacheco. <laughs> it's just a dude who runs through contact runs angry. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see that he's earned this time. Absolutely. Uh, they have this philosophy or just like a thought process. And, and I think it's in every sport of just like, you want to have good players coming off of your bench too, or you, you want good players to be your backups Helpful. as well. Um, <laughs> so like a lot of people will get upset about like, you know, playing time of good players, especially in soccer. I think about this a lot, you know, there's 11 guys that go on the field, but you have 23 guys that are in are like in a lineup in any day and you get five subs right but some people get upset like how come you're not starting him how come you're not playing him same thing happens in you know football baseball basketball every sport this happens in but it's nice to have some good players coming off of your bench at at the end of the day like all these guys are going to have to contribute and that's the like the part you have to go back to is you always look at the championship season for the chiefs you can go through and name like 15 different people that weren't stars on the team, but contributed in major ways at different points to win key games for that team. I mean, go back and look at the year they won the Super Bowl. You don't win a Super Bowl and run through it the way they did without Matt Moore stepping in and playing yep. the way that he did when Mahomes hurt his injured his knee. Um, I mean, go back to the last time that the Chiefs played the Vikings. Uh, I, th- I think about this because of the stat that Patrick Mahomes has beaten 28 of the 31 NFL teams, and the three he hasn't beaten are Seattle, the Rams, and the Vikings. And he lost to Seattle on the road. I was at that game. He lost to the Rams on the road in that shootout on Monday night that we all remember. And then he didn't play against the Vikings that year because he was injured. And that was a game that Matt Moore stepped in. It was a game that Harrison Butker drilled a field goal from like 54 yards with no time left at home against the wind. Like one of the best kicks of his career. Uh, so you're going to need these guys to step up. And that's, I've made that point with Clyde Edwards, Elaire. like fans can bury him all they want and they can bury him now about being injured and not being a guy. There's going to be a play that Clyde Edwards, Elaire is going to make before this season is over. That's going to come in a big moment that after the game, you're going to be like, man, I don't think we get that done. If Clyde doesn't make that play. And then some, hater will step up and be like well he sucks and he shouldn't da, 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 da. no he made the play he's on the roster he made the play that he's supposed to help us win a football game it literally will take every one of those dudes to step up and make plays go back to training camp we talked about this with like justin watson like justin watson has already made a bunch of plays and he's your fifth wide receiver so it takes everybody now it's rojo's turn this is what he was asking for he's frustrated throughout the year so why andy reed it's going to maintain giving those guys confidence. He's not going to say anything publicly negative about him because he knows at some point that player's name is going to be called and you want him motivated, feeling supported, feeling good. So when he steps in, he has everything going right for him to try to contribute and help you know pick up a win and earn his Super Bowl ring that the Chiefs will get later this season. Yeah. Yeah, I went there. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> All right. We've got a couple more questions, but I need to tell you huh. about Liquid Death first. Hey, sorry to interrupt, but I've got to tell you about our friends at Liquid Death. And by now, you know that those strange tall boys in that bottled water section 
there's not actually beer. It's a uh, mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. It's a crazy new water brand. Cans look wild. I've got one right here. You know I've already got the severed lime with me, one of my favorite flavors, my favorite flavor, actually, of the Liquid Death. It comes in uh, de several different flavors if you want the sparkling water, the still water. It's all great. But why is it called Liquid Death? Well, It'll brutally murder your thirst. That's why. And their infinitely recyclable tall boy cans are here to bring death to plastic pollution. I'd love to see that. They also donate 10% of the profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution as well. Here's what you got to do. You got to go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN to use their store locator tool. Or you can go uh, find Liquid Death at your Target, Walmart, 7-Eleven. Or again, go to liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Find a store locator tool. Use that. And that's liquiddeath.com slash KCSN. Let's get back to the show. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, one of the final questions here. This one's from Kay Gumminger. BJ, what's the gift you could buy for your son for Christmas that Tucker would love just as much? <laughs> oh, God, you should have given me these ahead of time. I'd come up with something <laughs> significantly more entertaining. Um, man, you're pretty easily entertained. Yeah, um, I really am. You're pretty simple. I'm trying to think of things that I know. Anything that's practicing football, Carter would absolutely love. Right. Uh, our Madden 20 just went out, so we, I got a Madden 21, but I'm not waiting till Christmas because he asked me all the time, and I don't have the heart to, the, to wait a month. Right. So I got Madden 21 just because he doesn't need the new one. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> Uh, plus, it's more fun when he starts asking questions like this guy isn't on the Chiefs. I thought he was on, you know, Tyree kills on the Dolphins. I'm like, yeah, it's the old game. Mm -hmm. um, man, that's a good question. It's a good, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I won't buy it for him now, but I think he'd love the hell out of like a go-kart. And I know you'd enjoy Ooh, some yeah. go-karting. Uh, I had one when I was a kid. I was a little bit older. Uh, than Carter is when I got it, but I'd love to see you like on a goat cart, just doing Go to town fishtails and with all the sand that you get and all the cultizacks and just fishtailing around those. Yep. So you enjoying the hell out of that. I think Carter and I have had some conversations about Minecraft too. So I think that uh, anything Minecraft is probably be solid. We've played among us together. So, I mean, yeah, there's that. It's where you learn sus. Doesn't say it as much as he used to, but there was a, a time yeah. there where everything was sus and all that. Yeah, it's what? man kids. I should I should have gave you this one beforehand. That was the one there I a did. Lot of these. Like, There's a lot of these because people are listening to this afterwards, like, man, I got this information right here. Why don't you just look that up before you record it? Because I didn't know what the questions were going to be. Yeah. That's it's why. the element of the surprise. You do it to Nate Taylor on Tuesdays, I do it to you on 21 questions. Um yep. so it's only fair. Um, okay, last question here. And I think that we could... Uh, it's, again, another Clyde Edwards-Alaire question. There's a lot of questions about Clyde Edwards-Alaire in here. And this Man. is from Cleese McLean. Yeah, people people very interested about the uh, the Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, conundrum. 
Uh, he Keith asked, "Will Clyde Edwards-Helaire take another snap in a Chiefs uniform?" Yes. He does still have. Do you want me to, to, me to elaborate? Do you want me to elaborate? No. Uh, yeah, he's gonna be out the next four weeks, and then he'll be back in there unless Rojo completely goes off. And even if he does, to expect the final seven regular season games and the playoffs for Jarek McKinnon, Isaiah Pacheco, and uh, Ronald Jones to not get injured is not a likely scenario. Uh, you just talked about it with the number of guys that are banged up. It's going to happen again. Um, those guys have to be ready. They got to step up and play. And Clyde edwards Hilaire, you know, has has had moments for this team. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not what we expected when they drafted him. I thought he was going to be a much bigger factor in the passing game than we've seen. He's been banged up. He's had some different injuries, but he's absolutely going to have a different point um, in the season in which he's going to step in there and play. I think so too. I mean, he does have a whole other year on the contract right he still has his fourth season i believe and the fifth year option yeah. on top of that so i think that we will see him again i don't think the high ankle injury will keep him out for more than the four games it from this from the sound and the tone from andy Reid, it sounds like that it's a uh, four games just to get another guy up on the roster type of move yeah. to the injured reserve uh, i don't think it's an incredibly serious injury um, and the big thing with ankle injuries, you have to rest them. And it's very hard to do in the middle of the season with, uh, you know, soft tissue injuries, ankle injuries to rest them unless you're put on the injured reserve. Um, so yeah. it makes sense. I think he'll be back. He will take some snaps and he will probably make a big play in a playoff run, BJ, as you mentioned. And Chiefs fans will be like, oh, yeah, Clyde Reserve, we love that guy. Um, but it's just uh, what have you done for me lately uh, kind of uh, deal, the kind of environment that we live we in. We all do it. I mean, you ask me yeah. at different points. You ask me during a game, I'll get all heated and uh, <laughs> say something. And then you step back and you're like, all right. Like, yes, we need all these guys to step up and make plays. And uh, you wanted to be confident. You wanted to feel supported. All those things that the coach, that coach Reed and coaching staff are so good about. That's why coach, that's why players love playing for him. You always know where you stand. He's going to be straight with you. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's going to take them all. And Clyde edwards is going to make a play before the season is over to help the Chiefs win a game down the stretch or in the playoffs, whatever it is. Uh, and then fans will forget all about it. Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's episode of 21 Questions. Thank you guys for tuning in, sticking with us all the way until the end. 325 on Sunday, the Chiefs take on the Rams, BJ, you and I, and Kent Swanson will be at the Kingdom Bar and Grill for the KCSN live post game show. You can stop by, hang out with us, watch the game with us, and we'll be live immediately after. If you can't make it out to the bar, that's okay. You can watch our post game show wherever you get your live shows Facebook, YouTube. Twitch, Twitter, we're we're everywhere. We're everywhere where you get your uh, your live shows. So, uh, BJ, thank you so much for answering these questions with me and sticking with me as I just kind of threw them at you. Did the best I could. I know I'm not the most interesting person in the world all the time, but uh, but I appreciate. It. I'm I'm just kind of a level headed, except for the post game show the other day. Uh, it's probably going to continue on like that, uh, but most of the time, you know, with stuff like Clyde, I don't get caught up in the. You know, I wish we had pro bowlers. I wish we had all pros at every position. You know, that becomes the off season. Like, oh, we have this gaping hole over here. No, we don't have a gaping hole. We just, we don't have an all pro over there right now. Right. Uh, and you can't have all pros, you know, at every spot. So, yeah, I, you believe in the guys that you have. You trust the scouting staff. You trust the, trust the coaching staff to get them ready. Um, trust the scouting staff to bring in talented athletic players that can pick up what they're trying to do. And then you, Things that we talk about with Travis Kelsey, not to go off on a completely new tangent, but talk about Travis Kelsey, like his leadership after the game, when asked about, you know, his game that he just had, he starts praising all of his teammates. That means something. It just, if it was you put yourself in Sky Moore's position, like 
position or Marquez Valdez Cantling, when you see the greatest tight end of all time, right after catching a game winner, start praising you 10 seconds into his presser, like that stuff matters. And that's why they all like kind of rally around each other. And so I, they're going to do the same thing with Clyde. They're going to say, they talk about that room uh, being tight. I think uh, Isaiah Pacheco talked about that, that this week, uh, that they're all kind of supporting each other and be ready to go. And I, would be willing to bet uh, Clyde Edwards would be really, really happy for Ronald Jones when he gets in there and gets his opportunity and plays well. It's not Clyde. Clyde knows it's not his fault. He got hurt. And uh, he's been working every day with Ronald Jones and those guys are in the same meeting rooms. They work out together. They train together, all that kind of stuff. Went through camp together. Um, he'll be fired up when he gets out there and hopefully does well. Help him get a dub. Absolutely. Exciting times in Chiefs Kingdom. Excited for the game on Sunday against the Rams. BJ, as you mentioned earlier, could be an opportunity for Patrick Mahomes to beat uh, one of the teams he has not yet this year in his career. Um, so very interesting to see what happens there. We will obviously have the postgame show um, and a lot of stuff coming for you afterwards, breaking it all down. So thank you guys for sticking with us all the way to the end. We will talk to you next time.